So obviously, you see that there are two doors up here, and I want to thank Brandon Rooks, our associate pastor, for putting those together this week and lighting them up and making them look really cool. Uh, but uh, so you're looking at the doors going, okay, what is with the doors? You're going to find out in just a little bit. Uh, they are literal doors, yes, but they are also figurative doors, and we're going to have you do something with those in just a little while, about 20 minutes or so. But before that, I want to talk about a passage of Scripture this morning that has to do with a door. Now, uh, doors are everywhere, right? Everywhere we go, we see doors, we, we look at doors, we, are, we walk through doors all the time. There's all kinds of doors in our lives, whether they are garage doors or security doors, sliding glass doors, patio doors. Uh, I think about like the doors at a grocery store. You remember being little and the first time you walked up to an automatic door at a grocery store and it was like, ooh, you know, like whether you stepped on the, on the sensor or there was a sensor above that kind of sensed your presence and it opened up and you're like, wow. And then you wouldn't stop doing it. You're like for 10,000 times in a row, you just wanted to trigger that door over and over and over again. And finally your mom is like, come on, we got to shop. Doors are everywhere. Some doors are literal, you know, and, and we have doors in our houses. We have doors in our church. We have a security door here for our preschool. Uh, we have all kinds of doors uh, in our lives, and some of them are figurative. We'll talk about maybe putting a door on our heart uh, to guard our heart so that uh, we don't get hurt. Uh, we, we set up a door on our heart to, about who we're going to let in and, and who we're not going to let in. Uh, kind of the same reason that we put a door in our house. It's who's going to come in and who's going to go out. Doors are for our security. They are for our safety. Uh, everywhere we go, there are doors. We put doors in fences, and we call them what? Gates, right? That's a different kind of a door. We have car doors, all kinds of doors in our lives. French doors. Anybody have French doors in their house? You know, the nice little doors that open up both ways. Very nice, very nice. But uh, we have doors all over the place including up here today. And we're going to talk about what those doors mean after we talk about how Jesus is the door. We are continuing on in our series today called Jesus Is, and this is a series we started back on Easter Sunday. And we were, we're talking about seven statements that Jesus made in the book of John. Now, the book of John, if you're not familiar with it, is a uh, gospel or a biography. It is the biography of the good news of Jesus Christ written by Jesus' good friend John and one of his disciples named John. Uh, so we've been looking at these seven statements that Jesus made in the book of John that all begin with the words, I am. And so far we've looked at four of them. Thus far we've looked at, I am the resurrection and the life. And that's when Jesus raised his good friend Lazarus back to life on the fourth day after he had died. And so Jesus raised him back to life. But before that he said this statement, I am the resurrection and the life. And then we look the next week at this other statement that Jesus made in John 14 where he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And we saw how Jesus is the only way to be saved, that he is the one and only Savior of the world. And it is through Jesus Christ, by the grace of God, through faith in Jesus, that we are saved. So we talked about uh, how Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Then we talked about how Jesus is the light of the world and how we need to be kind of like the moon is to the sun. We need to be uh, reflecting the light of the S-O-N, Jesus Christ. We need to accurately portray Jesus in our lives and we need to accurately portray his light and his love to this dark world. And when Jesus shines his light into this dark world, it changes lives and his light can change your life and it's changed my life and it can change this world but we got to do an accurate job of portraying the light of jesus christ 
And that means uh, that our job is not to judge and condemn the world. Our job is to shine the light of Jesus into this world. Because a lot of Christians think that their job is to judge and condemn the world. But Jesus himself said in John three seventeen that his job was not to condemn the world, that God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but so that the world might be saved through him. And so God sent his son Jesus to save the world. And as Christians, as followers of Jesus, we need to accurately uh, portray and, and, and to shine the light of Jesus into this dark world. And then last week we talked about how Jesus is the bread of life. And we had, uh, I had a bunch of different kinds of bread and I made everybody really hungry. And I, you know, Olive Garden breadsticks, went there this week. Went to Olive Garden this week. Took my wife out to dinner, went to the Olive Garden, had the breadsticks. Very disappointed. Not kidding. They were stale and they were, they were crusty and hard. And it's like, these are not the Olive Garden breadsticks that I fell in love with as a child. They just, they weren't. And, and so, you know, and, and, and I... I was a server for a long time, for a year and a half, and uh, I, I, I don't complain when I go out to dinner, but I complained. I felt so bad. I tipped her well, but I, I, I had to complain uh, about the breadsticks because they just weren't what I thought they were going to be. Only took two of them home. So anyway, um, <laughs> only brought two home. Heated them up, still weren't very good. Anyway, that's just, that's neither here nor there, but uh, we did go... <laughs> Anybody else go to Olive Garden last week after my sermon talking about breadsticks? No, no, no. Some people, somebody didn't. Thank you, Renee. Thank you. Saw that hand. Um, appreciate that. Or they do. Not, me, not so much. Um, but uh, so we talked about how Jesus is the bread of life last week. And this week we're talking about how Jesus is the door. Now in the New International Version of the Bible, uh, it says that Jesus is the gate. But the word for gate, the word for door is the same. It's the word thera. It's a Greek word. The New Testament was written in ancient Greek. And the ancient Greek word for door or gate is thera. And that's the word that is used here in John chapter 10. And that's where we are today is in John chapter 10. Now, one of the interesting things uh, about John chapter 10 is that the word gate or door is used five times in John chapter 10. And actually, in the first 10 verses of John 10, the word gate or door is used five times. And it is used in conjunction with sheep. And the word sheep uh, is used 14 times. In 14 different verses in John chapter 10, the word sheep is used. And so we're going to talk a lot about sheep and a shepherd and a gate and, uh, or a door today and next week as well. Because uh, next week we're going to look at Jesus' statement where he said, I am the good shepherd. So we're going to talk about sheep this week. We're going to talk about our good shepherd next week. And then the week after that is Mother's Day. We're going to do something special for Mother's Day. We're going to have gifts for all the ladies uh, in attendance that, we, uh, that weekend. Uh, and then we're going to finish up the series uh, the week after that, uh, the week before Memorial Day. And then we got stuff we're going to do over the summer. It's going to be great. It's going to be a great summer to come to GFCC. Uh, one of the things we're going to do over the summer is we're going to look at the 23rd Psalm. So we're going to go through the 23rd Psalm verse by verse and see how the Lord is our shepherd. But we're also going to talk about that next week. So that's where we're going over the next couple of months. Hope that you'll make worship a priority over the summer uh, when everybody's on vacation. Okay? Uh, so for today, we're in John chapter 10. If you brought a Bible, great. Turn to John chapter 10. If you didn't bring one, you can grab one out of the chair in front of you. It is on page 759. Uh, and that's where we are in John chapter 10. Now, like I said, this passage talks a lot about sheep and a shepherd. Uh, and, and sheep... Uh, people being sheep uh, is one of the themes of Scripture, that we are God's sheep. We are the sheep of His pasture. He is our shepherd. We are part of His flock. Uh, Isaiah 53, 6, for example, says this, We all, like sheep, have gone astray. 
Each of us has turned to our own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all, or all of our sins. And when Jesus went to the cross, and he suffered, and he died on the cross, God heaped all of our sins on Jesus, and when, our sin, when Jesus died, our sin went with him. And now the, sin, uh, the, the sins that we have committed uh, have been forgiven by the blood of Jesus Christ. That when you put your faith and trust in Jesus by believing in him and repenting from your sins, confessing your faith and getting baptized, God washes away your sins, every single one of them, past, present, and future, and he takes care of the bill. He, Jesus took your punishment when he took your place on the cross. And that's what we celebrate here every Sunday and every weekend. We celebrate the new life that Jesus has given to us by his grace. Uh, so, uh, we, like I said, the, the New Testament, the Old Testament talks a lot about God being our shepherd. Psalm 23, for example, like I said, we're going to talk about it over the summer. It talks about how the Lord is my shepherd. We have everything we need because God takes care of us as our shepherd and we are his sheep. Uh, and so in John chapter 10, where we are today, we're going to take this passage in two pieces. Uh, the first is John 10, 1 through 6. The words will be up here on the screen as well. Uh, so if you'll just follow along. Uh, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. I want to pause for just a second and talk about different kinds of sheep pens. There's two uh, different kinds of sheep pens. One is kind of a permanent fixture with walls and a, and a gate. Uh, and that's the kind of sheep pen that Jesus is talking about here, uh, is that this is a sheep pen where uh, the shepherd would take his flock and, and other shepherds would take their flocks and they would all be mixed together in this sheep pen. And somebody who was going to try and get in, uh, there was a watchman, and the watchman would let shepherds in, but wouldn't let any strangers in. The watchman knew the shepherds. Anybody else who tried to get in by climbing over the wall was a thief and a robber, someone who was trying to steal a sheep so they could slaughter it. Jesus says, don't listen to those shepherds. So this is the kind of sheep pen that we're talking about, this permanent type structure. There's another one that when they were out in the pasture, uh, uh, a shepherd would take his, uh, some shrubs and, and rocks and things and build a small enclosure for his flock. And then there would be a small opening at the, at the entrance of it. And the shepherd would literally lay down across that opening so that anything that was coming into the sheep pen, a wolf or a wild animal or a, a thief, would have to go through the shepherd in order to get to the sheep. We'll talk about that sheep pen next week verse three the watchman opens the gate for him the shepherd and the sheep listen to his voice he calls out he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out i love that verse that he calls them by name you know nobody you, you may feel all alone you may feel like nobody cares about you you may feel like nobody knows you but i want to tell you something that there is a god who is your shepherd and he knows your name you are his sheep and he knows your name and he calls you by name he doesn't say hey you or hey there buckaroo or little buddy no he says i know your name and i'm going to call you by name it's because he loves you verse four when he has brought out all his own he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. So when the shepherd would go into the sheep pen, when the watchman would let the shepherd into the sheep pen, he would start calling his sheep by name, and the sheep would start following him. 
and they recognized his voice and they knew his voice and so only his sheep from his flock would follow him and he would lead them out and take them out into the pasture so that they could eat. They wouldn't listen to a stranger and they wouldn't follow a stranger. So be careful who you listen to. Jesus was referring to the Pharisees, that group of people who uh, were the false shepherds of Israel uh, is what he's referring to. Listen to the true shepherd. Listen to the voice of Jesus. Verses 7 through 10. Therefore, Jesus said again, again, they don't understand what he's talking about, so he's going to explain it a little bit better. He says, I tell you the truth, I am the gate or the door for the sheep. All who ever came before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate or the door. Whoever enters through me will be saved. He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full or to abundance. Jesus came to bring us life. You know, we've seen some of these statements that he made about how I am the resurrection and the life. I am the way, the truth, and the life. And now he says, I am the gate. I am the door for the sheep. And all who enter through me will find life. And a full life, an abundant life. Not just any old life, not just any ordinary boring life, but a life of adventure, a life of joy, a life of unconditional love, a life of, of acceptance and, and welcome into God's kingdom, and a life that never ends. It is an eternal life, a life that never, ever stops. And it is, like I said, an abundant life. It is a full life. It is a life that no one else can give you. Only Jesus can, and you have to enter through him. You have to walk through the door and when you walk through that door for the first time jesus will save you he says when you walk through that door for that first time when you make that commitment to christ he will save you by his grace through faith in him now what's with the doors you're sitting there going what is with the doors unless you were here last night and then you're sitting going i know what the door is I have a commitment card for everybody here. Now, you don't have to fill this out, and you don't have to do this next thing. It's not, a, it's not mandatory. It's up to you. But this is a commitment card, and, and I want you to think about where you are in your relationship with Jesus. And so in just a minute, we're going to hand you one of these and ask you to fill it out. Um, and if you're ready to take a step of faith today, if you're ready to stake, make a commitment in one of these four areas, we're going to ask you to get up, Walk to the outsides of the auditorium, come up the side, walk through the door, and our elders and myself will be here, and we want to hug you and just thank you for your commitment to Christ and his church. And we're going to do this, uh, my, my sermon's going to be a little bit short today, and all the people said, <laughs> I heard that, Tony. I heard that. If you weren't my boss. So when you get this card, there's some things to fill out. One is your name. The second is your phone number. And the reason we're asking for your phone number is uh, Brandon Rooks, our associate pastor and myself, are going to take the next three, four days. And every night we're going to call everybody who fills out a card. So you're going to get a phone call from one of us this week and talk about where, what you want to do. And then the last is your email address, just so we can follow up with you. Uh, there are four areas of commitment, and you check any that apply that any you want to do. And again, if this is your first time here and you're thinking, this is weird, we don't do this all the time. Uh, but, uh, but if you're, you're saying, you know what, this is really resonating with me, and you want to make that commitment today, you can go ahead and do that. So uh, under my commitment, there's four areas. The first is following. 
the first is following. And uh, the two options there are, I want to follow Jesus by learning more about what it means to follow him, or by being baptized. If you've never been baptized by immersion, uh, we invite you to learn more about that, and we'll have a conversation about that, where you are in your faith in Jesus. Now, we talk a lot here about our GPS system, and that is grouping, praising, and serving. And the next three areas have to do with grouping, praising, and serving. Uh, under grouping, uh, we talk about our connection groups. And, and we want everybody to join a connection group at some point to get involved with a group of people who are going to help you grow spiritually and help you grow in faith. So under grouping, the first option is I want more information on connection groups at GFCC. And the second is I want to join a connection group this fall. Our connection groups are kind of winding down for the spring right now. And uh, they're going to take a break for the summer. Some of them are going to take a break for the summer. But we're going to have a big kickoff in the fall. And we want everybody to get into a connection group. The under praising, that's the, the P of praising uh, under GPS, is I want to commit to worshiping at GFCC more regularly. And maybe that's where you are. Maybe you're a once a month kind of person or a twice a month kind of person. You're thinking, you know what, I, I want to go deeper in my faith and I want, to, I want to get to know people better and I want, to, I want to get more committed to the church. I want to get more committed to Jesus. And one of the ways you can do that is by committing yourself to coming to worship more regularly. And so maybe that's you. I just, I want to worship here more regularly. I want to start coming, trying to come every Sunday instead of a couple of times a month or a couple times a year. Or I want to commit to increasing my offerings. Now, I expect every one of you to fill this one out. I expect a check mark. No, no. We don't talk about money a whole lot here. We don't talk about finances a lot. But, but we do talk about generosity and sacrifice. And maybe you're thinking about your offerings and thinking, you know what, I, I, I throw the same $5 in the plate every week. You know what, that, I, I think I need to be more generous. I think Jesus is calling me to be more generous. Or maybe he's calling me to make a sacrifice. And, and, and that's between you and God. We don't send out bills and we don't ask for tax returns. But we, we leave it up between you and God. And maybe you want to take a step of faith and say, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to trust God to provide for my needs. I'm going to trust God to provide everything I need. And I want to give an, a, a, a thanksgiving offering. I want to give an offering of thanksgiving. Uh, instead of just giving God my leftovers, I want to give him from my first fruits. And so if you want to do that, if you want to say, you know what, I, I think I'm going to commit to giving maybe $5 more a week or $10 more a week, or I'm going to increase my giving to 5% or 10% or even more than that, uh, check that one off. And, uh, and we'll, uh, we'll have a conversation about that when we call you this week. And then finally, under uh, GPS for S is serving. Uh, and it's uh, two options are I want more information on service opportunities, or I want to get involved in a ministry with GFCC. And when we talk on the phone this week, we want to find out where you want to serve and what your talents and gifts and abilities are and how you can get involved because we believe that uh, growing in faith requires service, that it's about serving other people. And we look like Jesus when we serve other people because that's what he said, that the Son of Man came not to be served but to serve. And we want to look like Jesus in the way that we love, serve, and forgive other people. I just want to close off with what you see on the screen. If you want the full abundant life, that Christ offers. You've got to get up and walk through that door. The door that he has opened. And he's opened the door. And I thank you for your commitments. I thank you for coming up and taking that step. I look forward to seeing what God is going to do next. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, thank you for the doors that you opened.